Welcome to another edition of No Name Podcast. <laughs> we still yeah. haven't. Have we agreed on? Uh, I thought 106 and Pod was 106 the, was the and one. Pod. Yeah. We'll 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 we're gonna we're gonna talk we're, we're gonna never really, gonna figure really this out. Figure we have it out. commitment issues. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we are. We can't tap our toe in the water and not jump in. Come on. <laughs> so this edition is all about Kobe Bryant, and you know we want to keep this. I I I don't want to say upbeat because I don't know if that's the right word, but right. we kind of want to touch on the legacy that he's left and all the great things that Kobe's done. Uh, initially, we came up with a top, we were going to do a top 24, yeah. uh, uh, why Kobe is GOAT. Then we decided to do a top eight. And then that just kind of turned into, um, I'll let Nor explain it in detail, but we're, we're, we're going to discuss all of the, the great things about Kobe Bryant and some of our memories yeah. and, uh, Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. Yeah, I mean, I think we're all having like a really difficult time, and some of us have moments kind of by ourselves, or we're just like still in shock. And I personally have found a little bit of comfort in reading about Kobe and hearing stories, whether it was personal or community, or Kobe the family man, Kobe the player. I just I find myself kind of like enjoying to just I want to hear about him every chance I get. So this is kind of just like highlighting the top eight reasons why he truly is the GOAT. Um, so our top eight, do you, should I just lay them out or should? Yeah, you know? I, I, lay those top eight out. Okay. But I want to mention something about comfort. I think what comfort, comforted all of us, uh, I can speak for myself, was seeing Vanessa, <sighs> you know, come out and, and speak just that that at first it was just heart wrenching you know I had to read it on the air right. but the the more that I thought about it and I, and when I got off the air I read her post again it actually gave me comfort it gives you strength it, because because I mean, I'm thinking to myself we're real selfish to be caught up in our feelings when you see what this woman is dealing yeah. with and right. the, the courage and strength it took for her to talk about this and you the know. other families that have oh, lost the loved man. ones the fact that she mentioned that and she's asking for help for yeah. them so yeah. it's just so selfless and I, 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 I tried to I, I said to myself I gotta get over this and I, I got I felt really selfish and you know like man why? how can I be you know this 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 woman is dealing with so much right now so it was very comforting to see her her post that and you know, thank you for doing that for all of us, Vanessa. Uh, we that's all love ama- you. That's amazing strength, you Man. know, that she has to, to release that statement, especially and so soon after the accident. I'm right. sure that she got a lot of that strength from Kobe. And on that note, uh, Nasty Nor, well, how are we starting this off? All right. So we laid out. This was really difficult because we had like... Yeah, dozens of reasons each. I mean, it could have been like eighty-one reasons, right. eighty-one thousand. I mean, uh, just, and and the, the the stories that are coming out after uh, the, the yeah. tragedy is just it, it's just heart wrenching, but it's also so it fills you with so much spirit and love because um, because he was uh, an amazing person, right. not only the one of the greatest basketball players of all time but an amazing person off and, the court right. and I'm sorry to cut you off Nora. no no, no totally um, so the top eight reasons why Kobe is GOAT because even if you are a fan of another team even yes. if you hated him you <laughs> loved him 
Well, I, I, Kobe yeah. is stop go- right there. Yeah, so, I don't, yeah. Don't name them all yet. Oh, okay. I want to, that's number eight, right? Let's go. And I'll eight. take it from here. Go ahead. Because <laughs> Vinny, Vinny guess knows what? what it's like to be a Kobe fan and be a, a fan of another team at the same time. Yeah, no. I, and the thing is, I was not a Kobe fan, a basketball fan. Of course, I'm a New York Knicks fan, unapologetic. I, you know, we've it's it's there's no way to go around it. We suck. We've always <laughs> sucked. We probably always will suck. This is the life. Bottom last night. This is the life of a New York Knicks fan. It's, you know, um, it's 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 a horrible thing. So <laughs> Just when you guys couldn't get any worse, your players uh, try to injure other Oh, players. it'll get worse. Yeah, yeah. It'll get worse. <laughs> Trust me, it's the Knicks. It'll right. get even worse than what it is now. But um, what I remember, well, first off, let's start. Kobe's first point as a Knicks fan, it was in Madison Square Garden on November 3rd, 1996. Actually, wasn't his first game. He played against the T-Wolves. That was his first game, but he went into Madison Square Garden, a rookie, 18 years old, scored his first point. I'm, I'm sorry, 17 years old. Oh, no, he had just turned 18. Um, so we Knicks fans remember that. And another, uh, his first all-star appearance was at Madison Square Garden, which happened to be um, February 7, 98. You know, he was averaging like 18 points, three rebounds, two assists, but he's, he was a Popular player, oh, obviously, yeah. it took in him LA. About two years in the league, yeah. he really bloomed obviously, into the all star that he became. 18 year all star. Um, that was his first all star appearance. And of course, it was at the Mecca, <laughs> Madison Square Garden. The thing is about us Knicks fans is if we're rooting against you, um, and we're but like we respect greatness though. Like at the like the Reggie Millers, the Michael Jordans, right. they all came in and abolished us right. all the time. <laughs> the Larry Bird. Same with Kobe. Everybody, but we respect greatness. So at the same time, we're booing after the fact. It's like we're cheering. Like you know what? Yeah. yeah. I gotta give that dude yeah. props. Spike Lee is a and, good example. And of that. that was the the relationship that Kobe and the Garden had, and the fans in, of the of the Knicks. So that's what. Uh, you know, and one of the memories is him going against Jordan in an All Star game. I don't know if you remember that oh, when he yeah. was going like that was the, a passing of the yeah. torch, so to speak. <laughs> yeah. You know, it was and like it was Kobe's favorite place to play on the road. A lot of people's play, favorite place. That's what I'm saying. We're the Knicks. We get crushed at home, so everybody crushes us. <laughs> um, the whoop of the Knicks at, 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 in the Garden. <laughs> I'm going through a few moments, and one of the I mean, the most iconic is uh, it's not really the game he had is when he had that windmill dunk over Latrell Sprewell. Mm. Like he like. You know, Kobe had Kobe had an all-around great game, obviously, and he honed his skills tremendously. But he had amazing athleticism, some of which we haven't we hadn't seen since like Jordan. Like mm. Kobe was that athletic. It was like Vince Carter. Kobe was doing amazing things. So that dunk, reverse dunk, and then when I want to say the record-setting night he had against us again, everybody comes to the Garden, and Kobe dropped sixty-one points on the Knicks. In sure. Madison Square Garden. And at the time, that was on February tw- uh, 2nd, 2009. Um, and, you know, I just, it's just crazy because the images I remember, like everybody standing ovation, clapping because we respect greatness. And again, even if you rooted against Kobe, you couldn't root against his greatness because he persevered and he. Um, he overcame he, crazy obstacles. Yeah, so those are some of my moments that I, I you know, I also was at a game out here uh, um, when Chris Childs punched him, like two-piece Kobe. Um, 
so that's one of the memories I have. Obviously, it's a, it's not a it's not a good memory, but right. it's as a fan, like I remember that distinctly because it's such a popularized thing. But that record setting night in the in the garden, sixty one points. Recently, Carmelo Anthony, uh, well, when he was in Nick, he he broke that record with sixty two. Thank God, because <laughs> Kobe would literally still hold the record as the most points in the garden. Right, he right. broke Bernard King's record prior to that. But he still holds the record for a non Nick. <laughs> then right, has the most right, points. exactly. You see what I'm yes, exactly. So those are just some of my memories as a Knicks fan, right. who again loved. And if, the, if, and, and if it was going to be anybody, it, 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 it's proper that it was Carmelo. Exactly, exactly. And that was before, right before we got Carmelo. But of course, they're really good friends, and you know, like a lot of us, Carmelo is really hurt uh, by the tragedy and, and it just like because he had just spoken like uh, was was communicating with Kobe via text saying that, that he was going to go to the, Kobe was going to go to the game um, right. Carmelo's now with the Blazers and it's just so surreal to I'm sure if you knew him personally like that to, to read the text messages to read the, the DMs whatever it was um, it's just amazing to me how Kobe had his his outreach. He was she, he was in contact with Shaq's son. He was in contact mm. with Carmelo. He was in contact with Meta World Peace. Everybody, you know, the list you know, is like he was. On. It's amazing to see uh, how much love he had for everyone. You know, right. um, so as a Knicks fan, man, Kobe, we love you. You will always be one of the greatest performers the game has ever seen, possibly the greatest, and especially how he he bowed out um, on that last game. Um, I, I could go on, but I, I, right, I want But this is just one team, one fan. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, a, this the this the the NBA family. If you're a sports yeah. fan, you know you can't. Greatness is greatness, right? And if you if you say, oh, I don't like ah oh, Kobe sucks or whatever, then you're just a hater. You're not respecting the game. You're not respecting the, his craft. Then you're just a hater, and that's fine. Because, like not, I said, I rooted against him. Yeah, and but you're not a true, I, true sports fan. Yeah, if you are, a true sports fan understands the game and understands the the value the game brings yeah. and the value that different players as individuals. Bring. And it's yeah. like that commercial Kobe shot about like all the different the Boston Celtic fan and then the yes. Chicago Bulls yes. mascot of like. I hate you, Kobe. They're all telling him. And he was just like music to his ears. Yes, like, he's like, bring it. That's what fed him. He thrived off of it. Mm-hmm. And people, even those people, it's just like, you can't help but fall in love with this with this game, with this player, with this guy. Like, yes. it's just pretty incredible that you just named a couple and that was just one team yes. as one fan of one millions. One horrific team. Name that, recap that number eight. Again. So, uh, so we eighth just started, reason yeah. why Kobe is GOAT is because even if you were on opposing teams, you loved, whether you hated him, loved him, you couldn't not love him. Right. Like, yeah. at the end of the day, so you forced you not. to love him. Yeah. <laughs> Friends of mine them. that were Atlanta Hawks fans, uh, Mavericks fans, because I think the majority of friends that I had were either Knicks, Hawks, or Dallas Mavericks fans, mm-hmm. um, would all say the same thing. It was like, oh, man, dude. They would come, you know, buddies of mine would come right. out here to L.A. to visit if they lived out of town. And one of the first things on their list of, you know, to do on their visit to L.A. was like, we got to go to a Laker game. Yep. Yep. And, you know, I spoiled a lot of my friends because, you know, I, I, I you know, know some of the Hooked some of the players up. and some of, uh, you know, the, the bus family. And so I would take them, you know, we we go uh, we go to the suite. And, and and it was just so funny to me because I would look at them inevitably at some point during the game and say, you sure you're a Mavericks fan? Right. You, you <laughs> yeah. sure you're a Knicks fan? Because you Kobe's would be in right. such Kobe's awe right. That's true, yeah. watching Kobe. Yeah. And he was that big of a player. So yeah. number eight 
is in the books. Do you have any? Other, it, even other teams loved him, whether it was yeah, his game yeah. or him personally or whatever. You loved him. Uh, number seven is what he did for the city. He's the GOAT for what he did for L.A. He brought five championships our way. He got us excited to watch basketball. Like, I remember growing up, and we had one TV, and Laker games were always on, and Shaq's performance with Kobe always determined my dad's mood. So it was always like, it was always <laughs> A like, A lot of dad's Kobe, moods. Yeah. yeah, like, Kobe was like the Straight man up, and right. is the man, yeah. but it was just like, oh, fucking Shaq. Like, my, my dad would get so mad, but he, like, loved both of them, obviously. But it was right. just so fun to, like, grow up with that. Like, grow up knowing, okay, Laker game's on, I can't watch my own shit, first yeah. of all. Second of all, like, to, by D default become like this fan and just watch him and just know that he was so great and so respected by my dad my brother and eventually like me my mom my sister so how excited he made people in the city feel and the parades like the championships and and like you can't go crazy not watching yeah. Kobe play. He brought everybody together like that. No. Families, like sports brings families together and Kobe was must-see TV uh, on, a, on a regular season yeah. game. Right. You know, it was, that's just how great he, he Especially was. Especially for us out in LA. You yeah. Know, because, you know, it became a family thing you know, and still right. is to watch, you know. You know, because uh, he was a kid. He, like, he's family. He he grew up here. 20 years of his career played with the Lakers and 20, 24, 24 plus yeah. um, as a as a member of this community. And know? we remember, you know, things that we, like like Nora talking about, you know, her dad and being such a fan and you, you're spending family time. And, mm-hmm. you know, when even if you didn't know him personally, um, it just hits. It just hit home. It hits home because you remember all these great moments, and it's you're selfish in a way because you're like, man, I'm not gonna. I, you know, I was enjoying the moments now off the court, and I right. wanted to see what you did right. off the court. Right. And you, you were just getting started, and um, so number eight is how how you know fans that weren't even Laker fans were, were Kobe fans fan. of Kobe. Yep. Yes. Uh, number seven. Well, that was number seven, was oh, so, what oh, he brought sorry. to the city, Yeah, LA. the city, the city oh, of LA. We can go points, on that. I mean, it was a thrill. It was such a thrill to watch him. You didn't know. Like, everyone watched the pride. Mamba play. Like, yeah. yeah the, it was the, just... the pride he brought to the city. I remember several times, you know, like, we were on air when I was producing your show at night where the Lakers won championships, and it was like the the amount of love and support that we get people call in the parades that's just like I said I I envy that so much Man. for the Lakers organization or when the, when Fisher hit that uh, the point four that poof. you know we were live on the air when that happened going you know and it's that's, we almost weren't live on the air because <laughs> yeah, for me I was so excited yeah I mean and the funny thing is Vinny was a Knicks fan but you couldn't help but be a Laker fan by default almost when they made it to these playoffs and these championships. Like I said, I still wasn't a Laker fan, but I was like in awe of yeah, all yeah, of yeah. it happening. I was like, wow, the Lakers figured it out again. Like the <laughs> Lakers got this player again. Kobe did it again. What the heck? And right. and you brought up Shaq and I want to say something in regards to him being able to not only play with Shaq, but just understanding how to play with a big man. Yeah. Because a lot of a lot of point guards couldn't and haven't figured out what Kobe Bryant was able to figure out with not only Shaq but Gasol right. just being able to when you when you say Kobe and Shaq the only the only the most uh, the pinnacle plays to me is when he threw that lob to Shaq versus the Blazers <laughs> that was like that probably like that was the start of their dynasty that was the start. Started looking at them different. It, w- it was just like that lob. Yep. They were down by like 15 in the fourth quarter. I know because I was rooting against them 
as always. Yeah. And they fit. And Kobe figured out a way to get the big man the ball in the right time. And, and that, I think you that's know, part part of being great is figuring out a way. Yes. In whatever it is you do in life. And for him, he would he had this knack about figuring out how to win. Uh, you know, picking apart an offense and figuring out the weaknesses and sharing that. It's mm-hmm. one thing to figure it out as an individual. Mm-hmm. It's another thing to figure out something about a team as an individual and and having the wherewithal and the respect from your teammates to be able to share that knowledge that you mm-hmm. figured out about that team with your team. Yeah. And and he was able to do that. He yeah. would he would he was almost like, you know, he really was a coach. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, and, yeah. And he, he would bring these yeah. players together and, and pull them to the side and say, you need to do this. Yeah. Or, or sometimes Well, that was a, the beginning of the beef virtually with oh, him yeah. and Shaq. Oh, but yeah. he figured out a way to make it work still. And, you know, at the end of the day, Kobe, I think Kobe and Shaq were kind of cut from the same cloth. They just had different personalities. And Kobe, you know, like was a... You know, the, these are well, alpha as competitors alpha. and as men having <laughs> egos. Yeah, you know, and, it was, they, and they're, you got to remember how young yeah, they, they were, were young at the time, and they found a way to do they it. They still found a way to make it happen. Just seeing Kobe spreading his knowledge across the the through through the across the court to his team, you know, is just it's a talent in itself, mm-hmm. and he had that ability to lead. Yeah. Yes. Um, so what he did for the city, we're forever uh, thankful and grateful for bringing the championships our way, for making us excited, for making us fall in love with the game every time he played. So uh, number seven was L.A., what he brought to the city. Number six, Dear Basketball. Ugh. Winning an Oscar for <sighs> Dear Basketball. So I'm on the air Monday, um, and it was a tough day mm. the day after Kobe passed. It's still tough now, right. but especially... Um, that day and you know I was trying to do everything you know cover every base I possibly could mm-hmm. to deliver uh, my show the proper way mm-hmm. to my listeners here in LA totally. and Vinny walked in this guy right here <laughs> and I, he saw I think you saw me struggling a little bit. Yeah. And he saw that, 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 you know, I think I actually told you. I was like, man, I'm trying to make sure I don't miss anything. And Vinny said, hey, you got to play that, that deer basketball. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, and it's funny how some of the, the, the most obvious things that are right in front of us, right. we don't think of in, yeah. these, in these situations. Because I'm like digging, like making sure I don't miss anything, yeah. you know. And I said, dude, oh. And so it, I pulled it up. Gives me I had chills. my laptop right there. And I played it on the air. And uh, bald like a yeah. little baby. Yeah, we all did. And, and it gives th- me chills. Thank you for that. Yeah. Oh man, I had a lot of people hit me. We ended up at because of that, because of me playing it on my show, and 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 Vinny even bringing that to light. The station ended up in corporate power. We ended up, in, I think, incorporating that into one of our our promos. That's wow. tough. Uh, yeah. And and I actually got a call from a lot of people, but one of the texts I remember was uh, Teddy Moore from Nick Cannon Morning Show mm-hmm. text me. I think I told you this. Yeah, he's you like, did. He's like, bro, really? Dear basketball. Dear basketball. <laughs> he's like, you got a brother in tears over here. I know. And you know, <laughs> I, I it was I, I I didn't make it through. I don't think. 10 seconds of that without yeah. balling like a baby. If, and if you haven't checked out their basketball, and I'm sure there may be, I hope you have, you know, that basically encompassed Kobe's passion and his drive and his will and his, his the voiceover 
it was definitely Oscar worthy. Totally. Uh, like and, the, and how it's just it was just like you said, I was in tears. Like every time I played it for my daughters to, you know, because they're young. My daughters are nine and seven. They don't they will never um, know who Kobe Bryant as mm. a basketball player is. And that's how it is generationally. No, right. you know, they never saw Michael Jordan play. But my job as a dad is to keep his legacy alive because of not only what he did for basketball, but. As, as a father uh, and a husband. Great you know? role model, even though he's not here for everybody's kids. And if, if you haven't seen Dear Basketball, uh, watch it. And especially you could just listen to if it, If you though. want a good cry. Yeah, yeah, I know. And you want... As if you haven't uh, cried I want, enough. Yeah, I, want, you know? I want to read just, just a watch couple Dear lines of it because yes. this is my favorite part. And so I ran. I ran up and down <sighs> every court. After, after every loose ball for you, you asked for my hustle. I gave you my heart. Because it came with so much more. Like, the you asked for my hustle, I gave you my heart. Just like, I literally have chills. Like, mm. it, it, I've heard it thousands of times. Yeah. You know, especially the last couple of days, like thousands of times. And it just does something to you. Like, it really just, uh, I don't yeah. even have words. It resonates even, words. obviously, more differently now that he's gone, unfortunately. Right. But even when that first came out, you were like, wow, this guy's love, he was in love with this with this game. He was in love with getting better at any cost, working on his game, working on anything, a fadeaway like Jordan, uh, you know, the Elijah on shimmy, uh, you know, a th the three, uh, the three point shot. I mean, he, he mastered every single craft offensively and, and he brought something new to the table every year because he knew, Hey, uh, you know, I gotta, I gotta evolve. Uh, I had to evolve or, you know, the game was going to pass me up, you know, so to and speak. And the preparation, and which is, we're going to get to that because his prep was unlike any. And I have a little story I'm going to share with you guys. Uh, but, yeah, thank you for, for that 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 Dear, Dear basketball, basketball short film. And, I'm you know, it, it just leaves Oscar us winner. Oscar award winning. Uh, it makes us, you know, we'll forever wonder, like, what else he was going to you know, bring in, in that arena, yeah. no pun intended. Because he was just getting started as well, you right. know, in that yeah. area, in the media, the movies, and, you know. And was great at it. Yeah. So that was number six. Number six, Kobe is GOAT because of Dear Basketball and earning an Oscar for it. Number five, the fifth reason, and I obviously just adore him for this, how much he supported women in sports. Mm. Not only through his daughters, you know, both... Two, the two oldest daughters, you know, were heavily involved in sports. Um, Natalia played volleyball. Gianna, of course, basketball star, um, supported mm. them through all of that. But he would show up to games and make people know who, you know, not that most people do know who Mia Hamm is, but like yeah. uh, celebrate Mia Hamm. Right. Even now today, you yeah. know, he would go to soccer games. He would go to the WNBA games. Mm. He would support tennis games. He would support ballet. Like, all aspects of women's sports, he was behind it. He was there and he was coaching youth, like young ladies. I think it play. was so poetic in that respect too with women's sports is because he saw how women love the game. Mm -hmm. And you know, um, it's great that the WNBA is doing better, but I feel like women don't, don't do it for the glory, they do it for the love. Mm -hmm. And if there was one person sitting in a gym at Staples Center, the women, the Sparks versus whoever, they would be going just as hard, if not hard, harder because they love the game. And I feel yeah. like Kobe almost saw that 
having daughters, you know, he saw that vision. Like, man, I need to shine a light on these. And some of these, some of these WNBA girl like uh, women can ball like oh, yeah. can like right like holding their own yeah if they played in, and I, in the and, men, with men so like that's why i feel like it's it was almost poetic because i felt like the men do it for the glory oh i want they want the cheers and everything right. and, you know and the women do it for the love because for the love of the game it's what what kobe had you know i i uh so Vinny is a girl dad i'm also a a, a girl dad proud Vinny came to me um last year and he said, "Hey, I'm, I'm coaching my my daughter's uh, softball mm-hmm. uh, team, mm-hmm. and I was, you know, uh, glad to to help, yeah, man. sponsor. And thank you for the plaque, by the way. It's hanging <laughs> proudly in my office. Of course, uh, but uh, you're real involved with uh, with with your daughters as well. Yeah, and so you know." You, you talk about being a Knicks fan, you know, but you were you were you had so much respect for Kobe, and you could relate. Yeah. If for any other reason, forget everything we've been talking about on the court, mm-hmm. um, you could relate uh, as far as a father being involved in their daughter's uh, lives. Um, when I saw that his daughter Gigi was in that crash as well, <clears throat> like it, it tore me apart. Um, but it was a teachable lesson as as well as uh, other family members in that in that unfortunate tragedy in the crash but i was i was just the 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 world stopped and you you just reflect on your own life and you hope that you're doing enough in your life f- for your kids especially if you have kids and i j- i just I felt it was a teachable moment because Kobe's the same age as me. He was born in 1978. I'm 41 years old. Kobe's 41 years old. I was trying to explain to my daughters that could have been Poppy. I could have been driving you to a tournament. Mm. Live every moment in its fullest, to the fullest capacity. Love everybody. Be kind to everybody because you don't know when that your time is up. Yeah. And my daughter you know they're young my my oldest was nine i just again i kept loving on them on sunday i was like i'm gonna squeeze you tighter whether you like it or not this i'm i'm feeling really really bad um for all the families involved in the tragedy so i was just hugging my daughter and said i'm always here for you i'm always going to be here for you just know that and then um and then she just started breaking down and she started crying because i felt like she felt the weight of uh, of all of this and I think she was starting to realize life is fragile. I'm you know my father's here right me right here with me right now but he 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 may not one day, you know. So we have to like enjoy every moment and um it's like again being a Knicks fan and rooting against Kobe, I was so looking forward uh, and I was rooting for him as a father, as a husband, and, and all that, and on all those respects and aspects, seeing him courtside with his daughters, I could relate so much more. I was like, oh man, like look at him. He's teaching his daughter. Like he's he's teaching her the game. He's posting about his daughter playing volleyball. He's he's posting about his daughter, you know, um, her skills being honed and their bond. And it just filled my heart when you know when he was here, you know, and it was so great to see. And now that he is gone, I will always you know remember kobe for being a great father and husband um 
to his family and that's that that's that's what i feel like i'm gonna teach the most to my daughters is him as the person you know um so yeah that's i had uh, to bring that up because i know how much Vinny could relate you know having, totally. having the daughters and and this actually takes us great to or straight to the fourth reason why kobe is go because of his family sorry i can't like speak right now because of how he was with his family and how he just you could see the love like you said and it's so funny because like i remember last year Vinny, you had tweeted um and this resonated with me because Mm -hmm. i know the biggest question you get here at power 106 like Mm -hmm. non-music related Mm -hmm. is oh when are you and alicia gonna have your boy are you are you you mad you don't have a boy are you gonna try for a boy yes and i never thought it was an I'm not a parent. So I didn't see how insensitive that was. Right. And I remember seeing you tweet like, you know, I'm tired of these people. I don't know how you said it. Um, I I basically, to sum it up, I was basically saying um, it's 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 really saddening to me that one of the one of the people, a lot of people come up to be like, oh, you're going when you're going to get that boy, when are you going to go after that boy like and stuff like that. And I know it's I know it's a it's just a human nature thing. And, you know, me being a father, too, like, of course, yeah, you you want a son and stuff like that. But I also know having two girls, how I felt so, so blessed. And I felt like that question and how that being approached is like, you don't think I love my daughters. Like I have two beautiful, healthy girls mm-hmm. who I'll take your son right now and have my daughter race your son right now. She'll beat your son in a race. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Like, your daughters I'm sorry. will hold it down. Yeah. Yeah. You so, don't need your boy for so that. So for me... Um, that is my you know, daughter will beat up your son any day of the you week. Know, and it's, <laughs> but it's just so sad because we look at you know a boy versus a girl and it's so gender biased yeah, right. and I was so happy to be on the other side of that because if you don't have girls you will never know that because yeah. you will be, you be have that mentality and you know but it's uh, and I'm this, and I'm not trying to degrade like and, and denigrate people who have sons. It's like be a father to your children, no, no matter what sure. the gender. But don't make someone feel less than, or like just because we have girls. Right. right. What? Where's? What are I you know. talking about? Where's the human? <laughs> where's the humanity in that? And not only that, nah, hell no. Like you know, my daughter is gonna carry my legacy, legacy, here. my spirit, my heart. Right. Fuck a name. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I don't care. She ain't got. She ain't got to have my last name. No, she right. got my heart and my my spirit and my soul. Well, she does have your last name. And <laughs> now, you know, so <laughs> <For> now. <laughs> my daughter. And the funniest thing when I she because I, I do as you know Wednesday night basketball. We bring all the homies, and my daughter gets on the court, and it always amazes me how people beast mode she is underestimate underestimate. Yeah. and then she'll she'll start popping these threes, and they're like, <laughs> I got to respect. Oh, I, that. Okay, I see. And some of these dudes on the court don't realize that this is my daughter right and i know a lot most most do Mm because most people that that play with us on wednesdays um are good friends of mine um, or they're friends of a friend and they bring somebody sure but there's every once in a while a dude will pop up and he's like man okay i see you i see you over there you know uh, and making make make and nothing bad about it, but make some type of sexual, uh, you know, you're not a male. Yeah. So how remark. could you be this good? How could yeah. you be this good? Right. Yeah. And I love when I see oh, yeah. that. Because like, I'm like, that's when I go, oh, yeah, that's my daughter, bro. She, yeah. she dope, huh? Yeah. You know, and, you, and as a dad, you know, you're just like, yes. that's right. Yeah, yeah. You better step your game up, exactly. brother. Exactly. Exactly. Um, I, I love that pride that, you know, like you were saying, like, you almost people think like, oh, your son carries your last name and all that yeah. stuff. But it's so much 
bigger than that. And, you know, even seeing as tragic as this all has been, seeing like hashtag girl dad and yeah. seeing all the posts, just like, I don't know. It was just so nice. Yeah. It's yeah. so nice to see that because it's always seen as like, oh, girl, like. Yeah. And even, I know you mentioned this earlier about like him being, you know, reason why he's go is for his family man status, but also not just to his own kids and his, his wife, but, you know, even Shaq's son, he was reaching out to him that morning. Right. Even other people's kids, like he had Carmelo's connections son, yeah. with other people's families. Like yes. he, you know, the bus family, of course, like he was family to a lot of people. And mm-hmm. even if you didn't know him, like he felt like family. He was in my living room. You know, several times a week yes. around that TV, mm-hmm. we were watching Kobe, you know? For sure. So, fourth reason why Kobe is GOAT is his family. Whew. But, man. It's great. Number three is for all the personal stories he left us with, whether it's something that we ourselves witnessed from afar or we have been hearing about. I want to share something that um, we had people, we opened up the phone lines on Monday on Nick Cam mornings. We just wanted to talk to the city. Like, yeah. what does Kobe mean to you? How are you doing? And we had this guy call and he sounded like he was an older man. Mm-hmm. He had a heavy accent and he was just telling us, you know, I worked at this pizza parlor in Newport Beach and, you know, Kobe and his family would frequent the restaurant. And one time he came up to the staff and was like, hey, who made my pizza? And everyone was kind of like nervous and shook and just kind of uncomfortable because usually that means like something's wrong. What's wrong with you? Right. Right. And so the manager was like, you know what? We'll we'll refund your money. Don't worry about it. We'll make you a new one. It's going to be handled. And he was like, you're not listening to me. Who made my pizza? Right. And so finally, the guy who called, he's like, you know, it was me. I made your pizza. Like, how can I make it better? And he's like, and he said that Kobe. I made your pizza, Mr. Bryant. How do you, how would you like to discipline <laughs> Right. Me? I would be so shook. I would just be oh, like, man. Just hang up my apron and call it a day. Yeah, that's like, it. I'll go home now. Wow. But um, this listener, I forgot his name. I'm so sorry. But he said that Kobe looked him straight in the, in the face and he's like, you know, God bless your hands because that pizza was amazing. Wow. And tipped him $300. Like, what a nice thing, because people are so quick to, like, complain about things Mm. or, you know, like... We were just having that on the other, like... Where's uh, this pizza place? Like, podcast. I know, that's what we said. Was it Vince's Pasta and Pizza, (laughs) the pizza place I worked at? Was it Casabianca Pizza Pie and Eagle Rock? Yeah. There's but you guys saw the video like even a couple months ago. I think it, like right around the holidays, there was an accident in Newport Beach, and Kobe got out of his car yep. and was like directing traffic and like checking mm. on the people. Like most people, let alone a celebrity, let alone a celebrity of that caliber, wouldn't even get out of their car. You know, like mm-hmm. for him to like stop, get out, and like people were videoing it. It's just so dope. Like all the stories that have been pouring in are really yeah, incredible. I've heard a few stories and you know that the the one that I heard was he the 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 philanthropic things that he did the 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 amount of time he spent with kids who were battling diseases and mm. like um make a wish foundation like he didn't want any cameras around that that he had one rule virtually it's like he don't want no, no publicity no nothing um and there was this kid in, in, in Phoenix that he visited that uh, the, uh, I believe the Phoenix organiz- Phoenix Suns organization reached out to Kobe uh, and asked if there's this uh, kid in the hospital mm-hmm. who's who's um, who's really sick. Can you come? He's like, yes, I'll be there. He didn't no security, no nothing. He just showed up, just hung out with the kid uh, with the, with this un- like this kid who was dying. Right. Um, 
Um, the mom had said that she had never seen her, 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 her son smile like that. He's six years old. He's the biggest Kobe Bryant f- fan. And he's, she has pictures of him smiling. She's like, I've never really seen him even smile like that. And unfortunately, a week, and Kobe actually went to the doctors and, and the family said, look, is this a money thing? Can I, can pay, I, can for I pay for it or whatever? And, and they were like, no, unfortunately, it's, it's kind of an incurable disease. So, you know, so the, unfortunately. But the fact they, that he, you know, even thought yeah. to try. So these are the kinds know, of stories that are coming out. That's yeah. just. To personal people, to people. Yeah. And it wasn't about the PR. It Things wasn't that he about. he wasn't sharing and with right. the media yeah. when he was doing interviews. We're finding you know. more about him as a person. And, it is, and it's, it's bigger than basketball, man. Totally. It's bigger than basketball. Um, which brings us actually to the number two reason why Kobe is GOAT, everything he's done in our community. Mm-hmm. I tried to finalize a list of everything this man has done mm-hmm. for the community, but it doesn't stop. Make a, 20 years with Make-A-Wish, volunteering for Boys and Girls Club, basketball camps, um, uh, uh, what is it, Step Up and uh, Second in My Friend's Place, like places that help kids who are dealing with homelessness, uh, he donated a million dollars to the National Museum of the African American History and Culture. He created Mamba FC, which is a fee-based youth, uh, free youth soccer club in OC. He did millions of hospital visits, school visits. He's assembled care packages for wounded warriors. Like this man is a true humanitarian. Like mm-hmm. he touched everything from you know the homelessness to the soldiers to kids to sports to like everything. Yeah. Whether it was his time or his speeches or his money or whatever it was, like he poured back into the community and it just showed how bigger than basketball he truly is. Mm-hmm. So. Amen. And it's, you know, the, uh, well, another lesson I, I could say for people is like, let's. Uh, uh, and it's you know Kobe's been celebrated as a basketball player. Like let's celebrate the people that are, who are in your life like now. You know like it's so. Of course, we're coming together uh, with this tragedy like uh, circumstances, and we're talking about the, all the great things. Like you know, we could have been talking about like people sh- should have known more about this about Kobe. And so fortunately, like after his passing, we're finding all this out. But that's actually how he kind of wanted it. Like no, not moved. just just was a good person and you know um just wanted to to do for others you know and that was that was great there's also a cool hashtag um hashtag kobe in the community for all of it because i promise you what i just named wasn't even like a fraction of what he did right what's the what's the number number one one reason man reached the number one for creating something that inspired us all the mamba mentality (sighs) giving us that Standard to be our best versions and, to and spend we, extra hours that's affected investing in all ourselves. Of us, yeah, in so many ways. And I, I want to tell a quick story about <clears throat> how mama mentality affected someone else. And I heard Jay Williams, ex NBA player analyst, yeah, ESPN analyst uh, Jay Williams, tell this story the other day about how when he was playing in the league, um, he decided to show up. Like it was like three, four hours before a game mm-hmm. to to get some shots in. Mm-hmm. And he told the story of how he had told himself, I'm going to get 400 shots in, mm-hmm. right? And he said he showed up and um, <laughs> and Kobe was was shooting. He was bouncing. He heard a ball bouncing. He looks over there and it was Kobe shooting. And uh, he said that uh, he finished shooting and 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 you know, he kept hearing the ball bounce and he looked over and Kobe was still shooting. <laughs> and, you know, 
just the preparation. Kobe would out prepare you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. and then you hear stories. I can't remember. Well, D Wade, a, yeah, D Wade and LeBron were saying that on the NBA on TNT. About like, the push-ups? no, he was just. They were just saying like they like Kobe was literally like it was like in the middle, like some like one in the morning, and Kobe was out on their court like shooting and shooting and and practicing and LeBron and D Wade was like, yo, Kobe's out working us in our own facility right now. Because and they were like, a lot of people don't realize that visitors have the same. Um, access yeah. to a facility to do whatever they need to prepare for that game while they're at, right. at the visitor's house. So D-Wade told LeBron, like, we better get changed, man. Like, right. we're not going right. to let Kobe Bryant right. come to, to to Miami and, like, outwork us. And it's just all these stories that you're hearing about his his prep that, you know, and I've always, and Jerry West said it best when he said that Kobe didn't even need that to, to label it and brand Mama Mamba. Uh, mentality. He already had that in him. That was already right. in him since he was a kid. He wanted to be the best, and and he fulfilled it. Like he, you know, now, you know, people talk about it all the time. Mamba mentality and anything you do in life, whether it doesn't matter whether it be like we talked about in the podcast. Yeah, just, how you had the worst job? Yeah. Make do your best. Right. Try you your could best. Be an attorney. Yeah, the, the way the way you get ready for a case. Yeah, uh, the way you know you can apply it to so many. No excuses, things, not just sports. Yeah, uh, no excuses. You know, and I and I and I found myself um, it, it, prior to his passing, um, I would see something. You know, I'd be watching, you know, an old clip of some Kobe stuff, and it, it was like it's kind of like the old Rocky movies would motivate you, and you mm -hmm. want to get in the gym right away and start. <laughs> you know, I'm gonna get yeah. in shape. I'm gonna get the best shape of my life. And over the years, I would find myself seeing these, you know, these Kobe moments, um, especially after he retired. And it was so motivating. And right. so for now, unfortunately, you know, sometimes it takes somebody passing, as we touched on a little bit earlier, for, for, for people to really pay close attention. And, you know, you start looking at this person, you know, under a microscope mm -hmm. and finding out all the amazing things that you th you thought you knew everything yeah. about this in this case a great athlete yeah. and a great human off the court but we really didn't know anything no. come to find out I mean just uh, him, him like blowing your Achilles tendon and playing that's, anyways that's career that's ending. mama mentality that's right. career ending like for him to muster up the strength and courage like it, it it brought me chills and it brought me to tears even while he was still present with us watching him do that and come back. Mm. Yeah. And then, like I said, I'm a Knicks fan. And then seeing his last game, I was at, I was with DJ Ever. We were playing we were playing pool um, up the street right here. I remember where I was with Juan. Okay, and <laughs> we lit. I literally we were shooting pool, drinking beer, chilling. I literally was cheering like I was if I was the biggest Laker fan right. that night because I couldn't <laughs> believe what you. I was watching. Yeah, it, of you, if I gave that script, a movie script, Kobe comes back from Achilles and on the last game he's gonna score sixty points and he's gonna say Mamba mm. out and drop the mic. Mm. Even Hollywood directors would be like, ah, that's that's mm. that's that's kind of corny. Like that's too like. Too good of too a story, to right, right. too good to be true. Yeah, yeah you this, can't. Yeah, this, this wouldn't even. This yeah, it would be and, a corny movie. And, yes. so and he did yep. it. He did it. And it was and and the crowd. You pan Jay Jay Z Kanye West. It was almost and it gives me chills because it was almost like now watching that it was almost like we're all like 
watching him ball in the heavens. Mm. You know what I mean? Like this, his stage, it was glorious how he bowed out. And it was like, again, poetic, you yeah. know? And I really will was. always for, remember that, like, like you, there's, it doesn't get much better than that. It doesn't. And then his family coming out. Oh, and man. it's, it, it's, you know, it, it it's just tragic. But I think if we continue to share stories and uplift each other and just... Again, the I think the overall perception of this tragedy was love each other. Mm-hmm. Love, call up somebody, tell them you love them, tell your friends, tell your family, live your life to the fullest, and yes. you know that's 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 a lot, a lot of people are saying deal. why, and I'm seeing you know you, you hear like why why Kobe why you know Gigi why you know um, these people were that, were so young. Um, we lost kids and we lost yeah. parents, families and parents. Coaches. And, you know, there's an upside to to, to this, you know. Um, and, and I think we're seeing it. I don't know about you, but I've texted people and called people that I haven't talked to in a while and said, hey, I love you. Um, I've seen people that, for a lack of a better way to you know to word it, I'm, I'm seeing I see a softer side of 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 people that I know that mm-hmm. I never thought I would see that side of. Or if I did see it, I didn't see it very often. Yes. And so sometimes I think you know it takes losing someone uh, that that's such a huge figure and has made such a big impact while they were alive to when when they're when they're no longer here. Uh, I think what I've seen and what I feel like his passing is has has created is is such a a bond and a love across not only the city of Los Angeles but across our country and across the world and so i think in that and that that's helped me personally mm-hmm. uh, get past this um, but i want to end off on the biggest thing and i touched on it earlier is the fact that Vanessa has had the strength and courage to, 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 to put things into words. Right. And I want to read a little bit of the end of her post because this is important. Um, if this podcast, this episode was, wasn't for any other reason or any other thing, the, the people that are watching, I want you guys to take down this information and go donate because Please. she she gave some, some great information here. Uh, she said to honor our team, Mamba family, uh, the Mamba Sports Foundation has set up the Mamba on 3 Fund to help support the other families affected by this tragedy. To donate... Please go to mambaon3.org. To further Kobe and Gianna's legacy in youth sports, please visit mambasportsfoundation.org. Uh, she goes on to thank everyone for their prayers. Um, she obviously ha- ha- hashtag Mamba, Mambasita, girl's dad, daddy's girl, and family. Yeah. And, uh, you know, there's good that comes out of everything. And I've been reminding myself that, you know, and, and I think we just have to continue to do that. Yeah. And, um, and also, um, we want to bring up the other families that were, that were lost. Uh, John Altabelli, uh, Carrie Altabelli, Alyssa Altabelli, Sarah Chester, Peyton Chester, Aura Zabian, and Christina Mauser. Mm-hmm. Um, God bless all the families. God bless the Bryant family. Um, we also want to acknowledge um, Kobe's parents, uh, Vanessa's parents, uh, 
and all the friends and family uh, because, you know, the, the, the close, close friends of, of the families um, are feeling it just like the families are. So we don't want to leave the friends out as well. So God bless everybody who's been affected by this. And we'll see you next time, hopefully with a name for our podcast. If it's not going to be 106 and pod. Love you guys. Love you, Phil.